Houston. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. Real quick before the college football conversation, this uh, this texture wants to know, who do you think was better, Carmelo Anthony or Steve Nash? Ooh. Um, <laughs> well, did Carmelo ever win an MVP? I don't think so. Nash Steve won Nash two. won back-to-back. Yeah, he won two. Shaq still would like to have a word, but he won two. Um... And Melo never won a ring. He won a college championship. Yeah, he won it with freshman yep. with Bayheim. I, I I go Nash. I think like, I, I think Nash is, Nash is a player though. Melo lasted a long time though. I mean, his numbers were and he was a he was a scorer, so his numbers probably scoring wise are better. But I, well, I, I guess I'll lean Nash. I I'm more I'm more Nash. Melo, you could say, has like the better volume numbers nash had a better peak mm-hmm. and maybe maybe shouldn't have won that other mvp like you mentioned uh but i i i, I have a bias towards steve nash like i was kind of a point guard so i love the way steve nash played oh, couldn't God. play much defense but i love the way that he played. I, I was telling joe in the break just randomly do you know that carmelo has a real problem that the nuggets gave the joker his number and, no, and i didn't know that and he he, he said they did it purposely and he goes, you give a second-round pick my number, and now my number's not going to be retired because you're going to retire it for him. Wow. Yeah, because huh. he wore 15 in Denver, and then he went back to seven. Steve Nash hasn't had the best life post-career. He's had a lot going on in his life since he's retired, and I hate that for Steve Nash. Well, uh, Did you see – what's that? I was going to say, yeah, they're in multiple phases. You could talk Jason Richardson or you could talk the Nets. Yeah, you could talk his uh, marital status. That's what I mean, uh, Jason well. Richardson, his teammate. Well, I didn't know the Jason Richardson that's, part of that. That's been that's a longstanding, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's terrible. Um, look at all these college coaches that are leaving or want to leave college football, and it shows you that there is issues with college football. And then you had the news today of the SEC and the Big Ten setting up an advisory committee uh, to kind of stay ahead of the times in college football. But Nick leaves he retires and like Nick Saban was retirement age but one of the first things that Nick Saban said that he wanted to do in retirement was help fix college football so if he's looking to help fix college football it means he thinks there's something wrong with college football Uh, Jeff Halfley leaves Boston College to be the Green Bay Packer defensive coordinator Chip Kelly who's currently the head coach at UCLA he's a candidate to be Washington's offensive coordinator and was apparently interviewing with the Raiders as well to be their OC means he wants out and Ryan Grubb who was the Washington Husky offensive coordinator was is currently the Alabama to Crimson Tide offense coordinator he's in the mix to be the OC in Seattle so all these colleges all these college coaches are trying to get forgot out of Harbaugh and David Shaw that's right forgot Harbaugh now Shaw left a long time ago a couple he's years not like in this current he's not like in this current carousel this season but yeah, yeah I forgot not, Harbaugh well, no, he was Harbaugh interviewing my mind Couple t- I understand I that, say- but he left college football like three years ago, two or three years ago. So he's not in this coaching, like this cycle of leaving the sport. He had already left right. the sport previous years ago. But, yeah, you could throw him into the mix too. Like there's there's lots of these guys that are leaving the college game because I don't think they like the way the college game is currently uh, governed. And you had the news coming out today, SEC, Big Ten, setting up an advisory committee to kind of try to stay ahead of the game. This is something the NCAA should have been doing 30 years ago, by the way. Like, all of this NIL stuff, it's it's out of hand. We know that. Transfer Portal is the wild, wild west because there's not, like, an organization to actually govern it. NCAA's never had less power than they currently have. But the NCAA also screwed up when they had any sort of power. Like, the NCAA should have been ahead of the curve and figured out all of this NIL stuff, all this Transfer Portal stuff in a way to make it fair 30 
30 years ago, but they were just sitting on their hands and letting it get out of control, and it makes me sick. But let's play Let's play. we're the bus, and we can do whatever we want with college sports. I'm specifically going to look at college football. But if you had all of the power, you had total control, how do you fix the college game? Well, I, I think the first thing that they've got to do is, as it relates to just the transfer portal alone, is that they've got to kind of – they can tweak the rule. I, I think it's totally fine if a kid makes a decision just like in the coach leaves or the, the kid makes a decision and realizes after a year or so or whenever he realizes that it just – it wasn't the fit I thought it was going to be, that he could have one time to transfer. But the fact that these kids every year can transfer and then if they have a big year at like a mid-major or a smaller school that, you know, everybody's going to come knocking on or even a smaller Division One, and everybody's coming knocking on the door with their checkbooks open and the next thing you know, you, you he's one and done with you because he's getting more money somewhere else and that's what it comes down to. I think the first thing that I'll throw out there for you guys, and you guys are more the college football experts than me, but I, I think the first thing I would do is say if you, you can't have both and have legitimate true college free agency year after year after year so i think you can have one transfer after that you got if you if there is a second transfer for any reason you have to sit out at least a year here here's where i'm at. i like that idea i like the one time transfer now if your coach leaves or you graduate like a second time free transfer like i'm open to that as well the first thing that i want to do is i need someone or something with billions of dollars so now money is not my influencer on what I'm trying to achieve. And this can also just be a strictly college football conversation, or you can do all sports because you'll, you'll see why I, you'll, you can do all sports later. But it all starts there. Like, I'm not, I don't want to use Live Golf as the example, but I want someone or something who has billions of dollars, money is never an issue, and all they're doing is for the entertainment of the sport. The second thing I'm doing after I have this you know, disposable income source that I'm never going to have to worry about money or making decisions that are based on money, I'm going to create a new league or whatever we're going to call it that's going to have somewhere between 50 and 70 teams. I, I really don't need a round number. Like if you make the cut, you make the cut. But it needs to be somewhere between 50 to 70 teams. After that, I'm going to divide those 50 to 70 teams in about five or six conferences, somewhere between 10 and 12 teams. And I would like for all of the conferences to have the same number. After that, I'm going to have a true round robin within the conference. I don't want conference championship games because now we have a playoff. I don't think you need conference championship games. And the only reason that conference championship games will continue to exist is because it makes a lot of money for the conference. I don't have to worry about that in my structure because we have a ton of money that I don't have to worry about finances. So give me 50 to 70 teams. Give me five to six conferences with 10 to 12 teams in each of these conferences. Give me a true round robin schedule where you play every team in your conference once no more than that that way you have a true champion you're champion of that conference you get a bid into my 12 or 16 team playoff you can pick I really don't care and then you get wild cards after that five to six conference automatic uh, if you win your league you're in the tournament one other thing on top of all of this those 50 to 70 teams that are divided in those five or six conferences those are going to be geographic. It's going to be determined based on where you are on the U.S. map. I'm not going to have Stanford and Cal in the ACC. I'm going to have probably bring back the old Southwest Conference for the most part. It's going to be regionalized. It's going to be based on geography. That is my model to fix the college game. I dare you to argue otherwise. Yeah, I mean, mine's mine's kind of similar to that. I, I mean, I'm starting I'm starting here though, because I, I, I'm including men's basketball when I think about fixing college sports because they're the two team the two sports that make money 
is men's basketball and football. And I'm I would going say to say SEC baseball makes money though. Yeah, but that's but see, I think it's too narrow. It's it's too narrow of a group to expand into like one of these super conferences. So what I would do is I would go out to every single school in the country and say, if you are willing to pay your football players and your basketball players this amount of money each year, you are welcome into our new league. So a school like Vanderbilt and Stanford, they're saying we're not paying those guys. They're out. They're going to the NCAA. They're not part of this new league. And I'm I'm making two, like one super conference, dividing it however you see fit, with schools that are going to pay their players and treat them like pro athletes because that's what they are. Every, but then every other sport you're associated with, I'm done with you. You're a part of the NCAA. You are not part of this new mega power of college football and college basketball. The Southwest Conference exists for Texas A&M and Texas for volleyball, for baseball, for soccer. Like I'm taking the money-making sports, putting them in one league, and then I'm taking everything else and kicking you to the NCAA. Because like my problem with the transfer thing is like I think they need to figure out who who are these kids? Like what are you? Are you students or are you athletes? Because if they're students, my issue with the transfer thing is that it doesn't apply to anyone else on campus. I could have I transferred in the middle of school. There was no like issues with it. If they are student athletes, they should be able to transfer as much as they want because anyone studying math and science can do the same thing. I know they're athletes, but like if they're students, they should have the same rights as everyone else. And that's how it's always been. Like I could go to school and I could make money having a job. But athletes couldn't because it broke rules. Like it's just it's dumb how the NCAA has tried to treat athletes and regular students different. So like I think you have to figure that out first. Is like who are these kids to you? There's a competition element. Like I think that's the one no, thing you're that right. you're kind of I don't hate what you're saying, but you you're one thing that you're very much ignoring is the competition element. Like these math students aren't competing for well, I guess they have their mathletes and their But they are. Whatever, but they're also generating they're not, revenue. The the athletes. Yeah. Yeah. The, but the some athletes, athletes are not. Some athletes. A lot of them. Not really. I mean, uh, most, yeah, most of these sports. Football, your basketballs, and your big yeah. schools. But I'm saying in particular, in those two sports, your star players are generating sure. a ton of revenue for the university, different than just an average student on campus. And, but then, like, but then, like, how do you tr- – like, and that's that to me is also why, like, it, that's to me is why the volleyball player is no different than the math student because they're not bringing any revenue to their school. They're not bringing – Anything they're they're playing well, that's volleyball nine now. I understand that it is, but like that to me is why it's different. Like and, like, and actually, some of them are depending on how their sure. social media accounts are. But like that's why to me yeah, it's small, like small, small, like one percent. Right, I get, yes. I get that. Like yeah. they should pay the athletes and the schools that are willing to pay. You create the super conference and everything else goes back to the way it's used to be. It's geographical. See, it's I, NCAA. Why is run. it the, Why exactly is it the school though? Like if you're. If you have – how many teams did you have in your two Super Leagues? However many are willing to pay their students. So let's just – okay, yeah, that's right. So let's just say that there's 40. Let's just say that there's 40 sure. schools that do that or 50, whatever the number that you want to say. Why are those 40 and 50 schools on the hook for their player payroll whenever you have billions of dollars that are coming in from television? Well, because like, they're getting most why of that wouldn't money. They, but why wouldn't they get that cut just straight from the top? Well, no, that's – that's no. That, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, like that's they're getting all this money from – from the television revenue, and they're just keeping it for themselves instead of giving it to the students. So whether it's, you know, they're getting the money directly from ESPN, and I think that's the most likely case here, is that if this happens, it's going to be ESPN and Fox collectively buying, like, college football and college basketball. I don't think it's going to be some, like, billionaire, you know, 
whoever runs Amazon like and like doing something like that. I think it's going to be the television networks would say we're just going to buy college football, we're going to buy college basketball, and we're going to pay these guys. The one thing that I want more than anything, though, and like it's like we understand like what we're having right now is is not realistic. Like this conversation certainly is not realistic. I would love to have just the geography back in it. Like that to me mm-hmm. would be the main thing that I wanted, and I think that's a big deal of like why the SEC is a lot of fun is because you have a lot of uh, natural rivalries that that exist. You have Alabama, you have Auburn, um, you have Florida, and you have Georgia. Like, you have these rivals that have been around forever, LSU, Arkansas, and, like, that's fun. Um, like, the old Texas – like, I'll, I'll use uh, my, my case. Like, I'm a big Houston Cougar. Like, do you think that the Houston Cougar fans rather see their team play Texas or you think they rather see their team play Wisconsin? Like, because mm-hmm. of the natural geographical rival, you much rather – because we all work together, right? Like, you, like people that are listening to us, they work. They, they work with Aggies. They work with Longhorns. They work with Cougars. They work with Baylor Bears. They work with Texas Tech Red Raiders. They work with TCU Horn Frogs, SU Mustangs, Rice Owls. So, like, that stuff was what makes it fun. Like, it adds stakes to the game. It makes it more intriguing. It puts more on the line. So, like, that to me is the one thing that I – I want to create more of like Stanford going to play at NC state. What does that do? Well, that's what I was going to say, because you know what? And the big 10 really bothered me from the jump when they started adding all the East coast schools first, when they added Rutgers, when they added Penn state, when they added these teams and you're like, wait, what Maryland's in the big 10, how the hell did that happen? And then it just got preposterous when you start saying, well, because of financial reasons alone and, and because it's one of the two bigger, biggest conferences in the sport that suddenly USC and UCLA are going to come from the West coast with a two hour time difference. And they're, they're expected to play noon kickoff central time, which is 10 AM for them. And, and then when the teams go vice versa, I'm with you in the fact that it's not just about the rivalries, but it's also about if you want an even playing field, that's ridiculous when you're expecting schools who don't have the the, the NFL budgets to say, oh, we're going to go in, you know, a week earlier or four days through two, two or three days early to get a time adjusted and things like that. If they're truly going to school, I hate that element of the fact, the yeah. fact that you got West Coast schools playing a Big Ten schedule. My, my only counter to that is like I, I know it's like it was right before it was like two years before I was born when Penn State joined the Big Ten. But like, could you imagine Penn State not in the Big Ten now? Like, are we like, are we sure that in in ten that's years? That's pretty geographical, though. Like, they, no, that's a you're geographical right. fit. Like, yeah. Stanford playing on the East Coast is never going to feel right. No, but like USC playing Michigan and Ohio State every year. Like, I'm I think sure we're going to warm gonna up feel to right. That. That feels odd. Like, it doesn't maybe, feel right at all. Maybe those two, but USC at Rutgers, Rutgers at UCLA. Like that's I don't I don't oh. think that'll ever feel I mean, normal. Like I don't want to be too rude to those schools, but like I part of my plan if they're not going to pay them. these guys, <laughs> like yeah, I, I mean I personally I've always said like the relegation system that they use in, in overseas for soccer, soccer yeah. always would have made way more sense. It would have made way more sense instead of. The University of Houston and UCF and these schools joining the Big Te- the Big Twelve, it would have made way more sense to take the American Conference, partner it with the Big Twelve, and create a relegation system and, and reward the University of Houston or UCF for winning that and and facing the worst team in the Big Twelve and moving teams up. Like there's more drama, there's more intrigue. Yeah. Like that could have worked so much better. You there could put the MAC in the Big Ten. Like it would have been, been so much cooler. There'd be a lot of entertainment in that. The, the, the thing that makes me mad about this. 
is like I, I applaud what the SEC and the Big Ten are doing. I think that them getting together and like I don't know how quickly this is. Like I, I doubt that they do anything drastic anytime soon, but at least it's starting to put plans in place in case things go that direction. And I'm sure they'll talk different scenarios. And that's what ticks me off about the NCAA. The NCAA should have been doing this yes. 30 years ago. They should have had the wills in motion to, okay, our players are eventually going – they should have had the foresight. These players are eventually going to get paid. Instead of trying their line in the sand and battling it, they should have been working with them in a way to create financial means to pay players. Uh, whatever you wanted to do with a transfer portal. Instead of just fighting, 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 let's work together. And you probably would have a better – you know, state of college athletics if they were working no- uh, on this for 30 straight years. And you maybe you don't see the breakup of some of these conferences because there's more money to go around. And, you know, maybe you do create, uh, you know, some sort of – I don't know if you can create any sort of delegation with the way contracts are. But I feel if the NCAA would have had the foresight as opposed to, ah, oh, fight, combat this, we would be in a lot better place. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the fact that you weren't proactive enough to try and get your arms around this when you were just stuffing because your arms were so, you know, enthralled with stuffing all the money in your pockets that you you you, you know, you were turned the other cheek to it. You didn't want any part of it. And now you're going to let two, your two biggest conferences do your, the work you were supposed to have done already. It's It's pretty sad. 713-780-ESPN, HRP listener line, 713-780-3776. Mock draft season. How are you making the Texans better? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. He's uh, he's blank. I'm Branham. We are the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. I uh, Just need four conferences, West Coast, Southeast, Midwest, East. Yeah. I would love it. I would love a geography, but it's just uh, probably not in the cards. All right, mock draft season. How are we making the Houston Texans better today? It's what we aspire to do. Make the Texans better each and every day and try to make you better each and every day. And we hope that we achieve that with you listening to us. Uh, this one's from Deontay Lee of The Athletic. He has Caleb Williams going number one. Do you see what Colin Coward said about Caleb Williams yesterday? Was that after? Did you hear what, Caleb, what, did you hear what Colin Coward said today about idiot. Caleb Williams? This was after he said he started the rumor that that Caleb didn't want to play for the Bears. It was it was it was crazy. Yeah. I was listening to the clip and it was like regurgitated what he said last year about CJ and the Texans, like just like <laughs> just nonsense. Really? And, then he, and then he had to uh, recant because apparently his camp said eh, it's his, not totally true. His dad called him. Was it his dad? I didn't watch the video. I just yeah. saw the tweet. He basically said his, his dad. It called. was his dad. Yeah. So it's true that his dad is very, very, very loud and hands-on. But, but his dad was like, we don't want that out there. Like, we want to play for a passionate fan base. Chicago is a passionate fan base. Like, we do not want to not play for Chicago. Colin so does Coward he want to play sucks. for Chicago? I think, I think he does. Okay. If he didn't right, want to, he would Caleb Williams going to Chicago? Yeah, I'm good with it. Minus 1,200. All right. Those are the odds. Wow. Number two is Drake May to Washington. Uh, this one does not have a quarterback at three. This is the highest I've seen Marvin Harrison selected. Number three to the Patriots. Okay. Hmm. Dallas Turner goes number four to Arizona. J.C. Latham, number five to the Chargers. Malik Neighbors, number six to the Giants. Uh, Joe Control, Odd Delete to uh, Tennessee at number seven. Jaden Daniels falls all the way to eight 
for the Atlanta Falcons. They would love yeah, they would. if Jaden Daniels fell to number eight. Uh, Olu Fashano, the offensive tackle for the Bears, say with conviction, or goes to the Bears, number nine. And then Brock Bowers falls to number 10 for the Jets. So Aaron Rodgers gets him a Brock Bowers to throw to. Uh, Michael Penix is t- taken number 13 by the Raiders. Uh, I think that's it for the quarterbacks until the – yep, that's it for the quarterbacks until the Texans are on the board. So this one has the Texans taking Troy Fatano, the uh, tackle guard from Washington. We've discussed him a couple of times. Are you okay with the Texans going this route if this is the pick at 23? Uh, you know, the fact that he has versatility is big. The fact that he is very, very strong in the run game is something that obviously D'Amico has pointed to and said we have to get better, and I would think that – you know, Slowick feels the exact same way, and that if you get a big, powerful guard that can do this, yeah, it, it kind of adds a lot of, to, you know, attention to the fact that you missed on Green, and that would be on Nick. But at the same time, your only goal now is to make sure this team keeps getting better. And if this is a way to do it, and this is a guy that has the versatility in a different way than like Scruggs could, but he can help you, then yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I would have I would have no issue if this is the pick for the Houston Texans because I, I can certainly see why they would make this pick. I really don't need it for the versatility uh, because I want him to play left guard. Now, maybe in two to three years, you can move him out to a left tackle, right tackle. But I don't I don't really need the position versatility. I I just want if they feel like they could upgrade a guard and help the running game that way, and they make the selection. It's not one that I would be mad at. Now let's put our feet. In the uh, small shoes of Nick Casario, let's put our chest in his sweater vest. Uh, we're now expanding this to include four players that we have the choice of choosing from. So Fatano is on this list, tackle guard from Washington. The next one's Patrick Paul, go Cougs, the offensive tackle for the Cougars. Tyler Newbin, safety from Minnesota. And then Brian Thomas, the wide receiver from LSU, is our multiple choice of who we could select uh, doing this little exercise. Joe, who do you, who do you have, Blankers? Uh, for me, it comes down to either Brian Thomas or it, or you know sticking with the pick that, that they're going to make in, in, in uh, Fountainau. Fountainau. I, I, to me, I, I just if there's that many receivers and that the receiver is sliding there and you already have two good receivers, above average receivers on your roster, I'm going to lean towards sticking and staying exactly with what they did because of the other options. I don't think they, they need a safety, but not in the first round. Uh, I, I'm fine sticking with exactly who they picked. I'm going to go with the Houston Cougar, Patrick Paul, go Cougs. If you could give me the option of taking a Cougar or a guy from Washington or a guy from Minnesota or a guy from LSU, I'm taking the Houston Cougars. So Patrick Paul is my pick, uh, go Cougs. If I eliminate my bias here, I'm intrigued by Brian Thomas. Like his size is something that intrigues me with his speed, but – I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stand on the table for this. I want Casario to draft a wide receiver in the middle rounds or the non-first round rounds. Uh, give me the guard. Give me Troy Fatunu uh, to be the next left guard for the Houston Texans. I know where Joe's going with this. Can Patrick Paul play guard? No, he's a tackle. Man. He can't play guard. He's I've probably watched this video from him at the Senior Bowl. It was impressive. He's a he's that really dude. Good. Yeah, I can't. He's really get... good. He gave up one pressure, I think, in his entire career. You know what? He's a stud. Figure it out, Nick Casario. Take Patrick Paul. Like, uh, figure it out, <laughs> that man. Means if if he does do that, if he does do that, if he does that, that means that uh, that means that Titus Howard's your left guard. Okay. And I'm not even sure if Paul can play tackle. I've never seen him play right tackle. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just I've watched that video so many times. I like Brian Thomas, but like I, I've watched that video so many times, and he was legit in college. I'm I'm taking a Coug. I'm I'm rolling with you here, Jeremy. I'm taking. I just Patrick what's your Paul. plan here? Like, I don't know. Plan? I don't know what your plan is. Figure it out, Nick Casario. Trade trade Titus Howard. I don't know. 
I don't know. Figure it out. Best player on the board, that's him. Would you trade okay. Tunsil? Yes. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. That's my plan. Trade Laramie Tunsil for I a mean, first that would be That would be where you'd have team's interest. Uh, no false starts. Let's go. I can't believe you didn't take the receiver. I'm taking Patrick I'm, Paul. I'm trading I'm Laramie stunned. Tunsil. I'm, I'm wheeling, dealing, think, son of a gun. I think Laramie Tunsil has a... A negative, like, uh, he has more dead cap if you trade him. I think it costs more for Laramie Tunsil to not be on this team than to be on this team. But what if you could get another first for him? Then you're going to pay $20 million for that first rounder. Fine. And it's not fine when you're a team that's <laughs> trying to get better. That. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I'm just not a, I'm not a right, huge Houston, Tunsil Texans guy. over the cap. If you trade Laramie Tunsil... Before June first, you you're in the net. Actually, actually, you do save three and a half million. Let's go trade them. If you cut them, you're, which you're not, you would you would lose fourteen and a half. So there's actually a little bit of savings. And if you trade them after June first, you save eighteen and a half million. Okay, then I'm all the so way. There in. is a there is a there is a plan to this. Actually, trade trade Tunsil draft. This is outrageous. Ball. Let's go. Okay, and I threw it out this there. This is why they make fun of you too. on the Twitch, Joe. That's why I they make fun of you on other radio stations, apparently, Jeremy. I, I got called out on 790 for having hot takes today. What happened? Apparently, Matt and Ross called me out for my takes that I used to have over there on the air. Oh, whenever you were there? Yeah. Well, at least you've got to a better place now, Joe. <laughs> You're true. living rent-free. You're I, living rent-free. I live rent-free. My takes live forever. Did you hear it? That's go, one of my favorite things. No, probably not. Um, yeah, that's... That's a bit much. So, I can't actually, you didn't take the receiver. Actually, actually, Joe, the other thing though, when you think about all this too, is this is the off season that people would want you to trade Tunsil because all they're going to that you you hit on it. They are going to refer to the penalties in the playoffs, and they are going to point fingers and say, and he's so overpaid, and he's not getting it any any younger. And I'm sure there are people that jump on board with that. Yeah, I'm not alone. Yeah, in this. I don't. I don't. I feel like Tunsil actually has a good approval rating in Houston. I don't let's know try if it's it as good out. as you let's, think. Yeah, I'm curious. Right, can you what, do this? What, how do we, how, let's tweet it. Yeah, how do we want to word this tweet? What's your approval rating? Or how, I mean, you would, it would just be a yes or a no. Is Laramie Tunsil doing a good job? Yes or no. That's is what it, they do with the presidents, right? That's how they determine approval rating. Is the president doing a good job? Yes or no. I think that's how you determine a POTUS approval rating. Man, yeah. That's so – that's – fine. See, I, it, it's pretty uh, – you're saying it's too general? I think it's too general because – how would you grade Laramie Tunsil? A, B, C. This is, here, this is the Google here. An approval rating is given to a politician based on responses to a poll in which a sample of people are asked whether they approve or disapprove of that particular political figure. Do you approve? Do you disapprove of Laramie Tunsil? And then you have two choices. Approve, Jeremy, disapprove. I don't want you to get suspended. That's so you've got to be rating. careful if it's coming well, it's from you. What's going to come from the station's account? Okay, okay I'll put it out there. there. I mean, if you're reluctant, I have no problem doing it. No, I'll do it right now. It's coming up. All right. So I'll send you the wording here so you don't screw it up, Joe. Can you follow up from that? To say, <laughs> I was going to say, would you trade Laramie Tunsil to save $18.5 yeah. million? Are you good paying him as one of the no, top cause, five? No, because te- no, 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 no. Because no. the conversation, like we, because you, Blanker, said that everybody would be like, oh, false starts, yay, whatever. And I, I countered by saying I bet the approval rating for Laramie Tunsil in Houston is positive. Okay. So no, no counters. No. All right, I just. No, none. Go ahead, all, make the no. rules. You make Iron the fist, rules. No. The poll. Well, ahead. that's the that was that was the disagreement. I mean, that why would we why would we 
you know, move away from where the disagreement was. 713-780-ESPN, HRMP listener line. I cannot wait to see the results of that. 713-780-3776. It's everybody's favorite game. Joe reads to us things that were said by ESPN 97.5 personalities. We guess poorly as of late uh, who said those things. Who said it with the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5? It's now time for the mega producer Joe George to do what he does best, and that's stumping. No one can stump the best stumper in Stumpville, and that's Stumpy Joe. Stumpy Joe. What happened to Stumpy Joe? The official explanation was he choked on vomit. Today, Stumpy Joe will try to stump the Killer Bees with Who Said It? Let the stumping begin. Let's get stumped. All right, this is everybody's favorite game. Uh, More of a favorite game for Joel as of late, as Blankers and I have struggled in uh, recent days, recent weeks. I don't think we've won a game this year, uh, as a matter of fact. Joe's going to read to us quotes that were said by ESPN 97.5 personalities. We guess who said it. 5162 said who said it would be a good game for listeners to win prizes. We tried that. We did. Listeners weren't very... How would we say? Like, they took too long in their answers. Yeah, they weren't versed in how radio works. Yeah. Which made it it. tougher. Yeah. We tried it. They failed. The listeners failed us, but we did try it. Well, we have been, uh, we do have a suggestion here from the Twitch chat, which I think we're going to add to the Wheel of Bits. Who twitched it? Oh, that's a good idea. So we'll take some Twitch comments and see if you guys can guess which Twitch or Twitched it (laughs) at some point. So that I thought be... we were making the move to YouTube. Nah, man, we gotta stay. It's gotta not crash for that to fully happen. Um, all right, number one. <laughs> I don't even right. know if she'll take a shower that morning. I don't think she'll get all gussied up. Reba's old school. Talking about Reba. Uh, Reba's singing the national anthem for the Super Bowl. Reba McIntyre. I think it's the national anthem. Yeah. Lakers. Did you watch her show, her sitcom? No. Yeah, I, I every now and then at a hotel I'd catch it. It was awful. She, I, it I was know, so bad. She's a judge on The Voice, right? Is she? I have no idea. I think so because my daughter watches The Voice. So no Dell this week. I'm assuming just normal rules. Yeah, no Dell and Fred Davis are not included. Okay. I, I would yeah, think I that Beard Jayhawk today. By the way, I didn't. Don't think that wasn't lost on me. Oh, I saw that. Uh, you think Beard? I think Beard's uh, a country music aficionado. Do you? So I think it's oh yeah, for sure. I think it's I mean, possible. Um, say it again. I, yeah, who would Joe? be this well versed on Reba? But they don't have to be well versed on Reba if she's singing the anthem. Like she would have been. I, I didn't realize she was singing the anthem. But if she is, like she would have been a name that's come up. Just yeah, but like the way they said she, she might not even life. shower and knowing how she is. I mean, I think they're goofy. Can you say it again, Joe? I don't even know if she'll take a shower that morning. I don't think she'll get all gussied up. Reba's old school. Huh, that's a weird comment. Weird comment that's super vague. <sighs> you feeling beard? You don't think it'd be a morning show person? Well, who uses gussied up? It could be Granado. Hey, John. That's kind of an older word, you know? Yeah, it could be Granado. I think, yeah, I'm kind of leaning Granado because it's an older it's an older word. I don't really see the morning show or the uh, the afternoon show saying that. You want you good with Granado? Yeah, I'll go with it. That's fine. Granado. I don't even know if she'll take a shower yes. that morning. Boom. I don't think she's going to get all gussied up. Reba's old school. I, I, Drill. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed the the, the who would gussy use the, ups. Gussy up is an old hat. No question. It's an old like the, no one. No one. 
like that's mid age or younger saying that. Yeah, John, if you're listening, they're calling you old. <laughs> just to be clear, <laughs> called me old. plenty I'm this just week. Calling yeah, them, it'll be fine. I'm just calling him a godfather. Dell called you sensitive, not not John. Uh, John piled on too. It's fine. <laughs> All right, number two. I'm pumped watching Dylan Brooks play basketball. He makes you want to get into a squab. Dylan Brooks make makes it a little more exciting to watch basketball. That sounds like something I would say. Sounds, yeah, I was going to say Jeremy Branham is ineligible. <laughs> I think it sounds like take. Paul. <laughs> Initially, it would sounds you say like squab? Paul. Yeah, I think so. See, I was thinking either him or Michael or Beer. See, they're all the same now. Those three are so similar. Yeah. Say it again. Like here, let's listen to the words. Okay. Say it again, Joe. I'm pumped watching Dylan Brooks play basketball. He makes you want to get into a squab. Dylan Brooks makes it a little more exciting to watch basketball. Who would say squab? All three of them. Would say I think squab. Beard would. Are you Beard or Paul here? Uh, first, first, first blush on the entire quote. I said Paul. If you asked, if I answered your question about who would say squab, I, I, I would say that Beard would be in the mix, and he watches basketball quite frequently. Lance, maybe. I don't and know if you use the word squab. All right, you you call it. Paul or, or Beard? I think it's between Paul and Beard, huh? Yeah. Mm, I'm going to go with my gut feeling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Paulie. All right, Paulie, Paulie, Paulie. I'm pumped watching Dylan Brooks play basketball. Boy. He Ooh. makes you want to ah. get in a squab. Now, Dylan Jeremy, let's not bullet. get ahead of ourselves. We did this last week, too, and then we crapped the bed. Did we? Did we start 2-0 last we week? We started 2-0 last week. And then Did you hear how high of an octave Paul got when he said squab? <laughs> he that, not... the, the vows in squab were as high pitch. Like, that would have broken glass. That happens a lot. Man. Yeah. That was a high pitch poly. All right, number three. <clears throat> the saddest part about him going to Costco is that he didn't get to enjoy the best part of Costco, and that's grabbing a slice or hot dog before you leave. Hmm. <laughs> this is a fatty... This I mean, that's be been forever and a day move. to take at Costco. Um, really? Yeah. Like you've heard this before? I've heard from several people. Yeah, heard people talk like about Like on the it. station? Uh, Yeah, maybe. Like if you've heard it on the station before, it's probably Lance. I think it's either Lance or Beard because this is kind of like, yeah, I don't want to say a bigger guy move, but it's a bigger guy I, move. I, and I, kinda... I can say that because I'm a fat kid. So I'm, I'm allowed to say that. This is a fat kid move. I'm a fat kid. I'm allowed to say that. So I think it's one of those two. I lean beard. Uh, do you? I lean beard. Okay, because yeah. I'm I was I, I was with beard. you on the fact that it could be L Z. See, the reason that I lean beard between those two, and I'm down to those two, but the reason that I lean beard over L Z is I feel like Beard Spears spends way more time at Costco than Lance does. And that's not a knock on anybody. I just think Lance is super busy. He probably doesn't go to the grocery store very often or the store. That's a pretty accurate call. You know so what? I think it's beard. You talk me into it. I'll go with that. Beard. The saddest part about going to Costco is that he didn't get it. And yeah, we watched. And that's grabbing a slice. Yeah. Of Beard. Beard was our slump buster. There Winner. We go. Yes. Mark Grace would be proud. I even had to bleep out when he said Andrew by name. Cause he said Andrew by name? Yeah, so I bleeped it out in the cut. I changed it to him in the word because I couldn't give it away that fully. But all right, number four. <laughs> Try to see <laughs> if you guys this. can crush me. All right, number four. Oh, I know what he was doing. You were looking at Instagram and thinking of different ways to kill Mark Wright. Who is Mark Who's Wright? Mark Wright? <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Boy. 
Now, the, the key here, Jeremy, is we got a chance to do what we've never done before, which would be go 5-0. and 5-0. Oh, so we got to oh, at least yeah, so focus a little in. bit. But, yeah, I don't know who Mark Wright is. Yeah, I have no idea who Mark Wright is. So usually if I don't know who somebody is, it's usually like the world of fiction. So that would be a lot more likely to be Paul or, or Beard. Connor and Beard. Okay. But it could be like Mark Wright had been somebody that maybe they've said, and it could be Connor talking to Beard. Can you say it again, Joe? Oh, I know what he was doing. You were looking at Instagram and thinking of different ways to kill Mark Wright. Huh. This one's tough. Who the hell? I don't even know who the hell Mark Wright is. I don't know who Mark Wright is either. I I want for some I'm leaning Connor here. I'm leaning Connor tra- talking to Beard, like because so th- I could see I could kind of see the say the first few words again. Like this is where give me it all again Connor. one more time, Joe. Oh, I know what he was doing. You were oh, looking. I know at, what he was doing. Yeah, you were looking at Instagram and thinking of different ways to kill Mark Wright. Oh, I know what he was doing. I think it's Connor. Okay, well, I'll go with that. Hunter? Oh, I know what he was doing. Yeah, Dang it. it was you were looking at Instagram. And, who is Michael and, and Wright? Who is Mark Wright? Mark Wright. Uh, Mark Wright is a English television personality, um, and they were talking about this because Lance is obsessed with Michelle Keegan. And apparently they're How getting... How do they coexist? Divorced, I think. They're getting divorced. Okay, the next question would be, is, who is Wright. Michelle Keegan? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know who she Keegan is either. either. Uh, and a very attractive lady. Okay, but what is she on a show or something that Lance watches? Or uh, looks like soap operas. Oh, no that explains way. a lot. When he's I supposed mean, only to be a morning show, would be able to watch soap. Yeah, operas, he's supposed so. to be breaking down film, and he's breaking down soap opera chicks. Well, that's that's his respite. What's her forty? He does the morning show. He goes to do soap operas, and then he gets back to work evaluating film. That's his day. That's what Lance does. He probably has some bonbons as he's watching this reality television or this uh, daytime television. I watch the reality television. All right. Well, let's just. All right, last one. And they always say you don't want to kill snakes because they eat rats. Tell me what kangaroos do. You could kill all of the kangaroos and there would be no problem. Paul? Unless sure. this is where what would be the subject matter? What's the context? Where would this come I don't up? Know. News of the weird? Talking about different animals of the animal kingdom? Yeah. Frogs or- didn't come up, I guess could come up in news of the weird it could come up anything could come up on paul's show say it again joe and they always say you don't want to kill snakes because they eat rats tell me what kangaroos do you could kill all of the kangaroos and there would be no problem i've never heard that saying that you shouldn't kill oh okay i see what they're saying you don't kill snakes because they eat the rats rats. worry about the rats i got it i got it um i have no clue you call it blankers. I don't really care because we already won. Okay. Um. Man, I don't know. It does seem like something. It seems like something Lance or Paul would say. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I would say I either Lance thinking, or yeah. Paul. Ah, uh, screw it. Uh, we haven't used Lance yet. We've already used Paul. You want to go that way? That route? Yeah, sure. All right, Lance. And they always say, "Well, you don't want to kill yes. snakes because what snakes oh. do is they eat rats." Tell me what a kangaroo does. You could kill What's off Lance's all the kangaroos. kangaroos? They jump. No <laughs> I don't know. I they got, mean, they got a pouch. I just randomly found it. Kangaroos are super mean. 
Are they? they like I heard koalas you. are yeah. too. Is that true? Koalas are, are too. Super mean. I've never heard about koalas, but I trust you. I believe you. Yeah, I think they. Everybody says, mean. "Oh, koalas look so cute," and they're really kind of a pain in the ass. Congrats on your guys' first win of twenty twenty four. Four you. out of five, Joe. Yeah, appreciate that. Got me good. Freaking Mark Wright. Who the hell's that? We're starting off February with a bang. That's All right, right. Which, we're a new month. Which, yeah. which quarterbacks in a rookie contract will win a Super Bowl? It's Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Most bees make honey. These Killer Bees make great sports insights, but they also make honey. Don't ask about the process. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Joel and Jeremy. He's uh, he's blank on Branham. Um, Joe behind the glass, who is our assistant to, to the regional manager. He's our queen bee. He's getting torched on the uh, text line. Uh, 6927, how many times did Stroud get sacked when Tunsil was hurt? Question mark. Uh, that should help sway the approval rating. Trading Tunsil is moronic. Trade someone who's arguably the best in the league and protecting your greatest asset? Really dumb. Whatever. How long is this poll going on to? Uh, I tried to set it. If I did it right, it should be over by the last segment. It should be over by the last segment. Um, I'm getting crushed. Yeah, the, it's not going your way. Yep. It's not going. It's like 78% whenever I saw it. Approve, Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, uh, people don't like that one there, Joe George. I don't, like, right, the, I don't like approval ratings. Every time we do an approval rating poll, I get crushed. Well, I don't think you know how approval ratings. I didn't say it this time. Work. I said it about Slowick. You said it. You said his approval rate. Well, what, but but on, on YouTube, Shredder said no more false I starts did. is worth a twenty million dollar cap hit. Joe, you got some positivity. I got like three people on my the, side. That is the vocal minority. Yeah, twenty three percent right now. <laughs> that is the no. I, I don't. I don't think you got Phil, Joe. I don't think you got Phil. I don't think you got Phil for what the city thinks. I think I see people react harshly to things on Twitter. I really thought that there'd be then, more people jumping on too. I think it's. I, I think I overthink it sometimes. I'm just I saying. I would trade Phil. Like, I think I, I got Phil. I would have no problem trading Tunsil. Uh, you're going to double down <laughs> on it now. <laughs> I'm not saying he's not a great left tackle, but like if I can get Patrick Paul and trade him, save 18 million dollars, I can use that money to keep Grenard. You got a cap hit this year. No, not if, would, no, no, not you, if you cut him after June first, oh, or trade him after June first. You get a first round pick. Oh, I guess you can't do that actually. That's I guess that's part of the problem. You cannot trade no, you, him. For you can still save some money if you trade him before June. It's like a million dollars, yeah, or whatever it's savings. But it's not worth trading him for three million dollars. You know, you're starting it, to see the light. <laughs> no, I'm just I said eighteen, but then I forgot the drafts way before June first. The math doesn't math. I know I'm in the minority here. Okay, I'm just tired of him jumping off sides. Uh, Honey Glaze Branham says, "Speaking of annoying bees, I have one that won't leave me alone. Which uh, what bee do you think he's referencing?" That won't leave him alone? He said, speaking of annoying bees, I have one that won't leave me alone. Do you think he's talking about blank? Do you think he's talking about Branham? Do you think he's talking about a real bee? I'm going to go a real bee. I'm going to say a real person <laughs> that he might refer to with a bee. Uh, which which rookie quarterback contract can win a Super Bowl? There's several in the NFL. I don't think there's very many that actually are capable of winning a Super Bowl with their quarterback under a rookie contract. Uh, Atlanta has Desmond Ritter. I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to be the starting quarterback for Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, I'm with you. I think they're going to find hell or high water, whether they go and take a run at a Kirk Cousins or someone like that, or they just look to draft another. I, I'm with you. I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to be a starting quarterback. Cross Atlanta off the list. Las Vegas has Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell, yeah. No, again. I'm crossing him off of yeah, the list. Yeah, bye-bye. 
Yep. I don't think he'll be the starter there either. Um, luck the, of the Patriots Ar- have two. Luck of the Irish that- goes with Aiden O'Connell, but yeah, more power to you, but it ain't going to happen. Patriots have two rookies. Well, I don't know. Bailey Zappi's been like bounced around. I don't even know if he has like a rookie contract. Uh, and then they have Mike uh, Mac Jones. No. Yeah, no on that. Their roster's terrible too. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers with Kenny Pickett, but their coaching staff's really good. Uh, Kenny their Pickett, coaching no, staff is trash. Yeah, not a fan of their coaching staff. Now I'm a fan of the Steelers' coaching staff. Yeah, they haven't hired an OC yet, have they? Yeah, they have. Who's who's they, they, Arthur they, Smith? They announced it. That's today. right. That's right. That's right. They, they are Arthur Smith. Yeah. I don't know if I liked Arthur Smith in Pittsburgh. Well, it depends. Again, I like Arthur Smith as an offensive play caller if he has the right tools. I don't think do that you? his I don't think his rosters are great. What do you like about Arthur Smith as a play caller? I think he. I mean, look, I think that he has a pretty good grasp and understanding of how to use players to. And look, maybe he. What? Maybe the, he, it's like the, the biggest knock on him was that he doesn't know how to use like Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson. But but at Tennessee he did a hell of a job. It wasn't just Derrick Henry. I mean he found a way with a less than quarterback to to get guys, AJ Tannehill. Brown and guys involved. Yeah, he got a little bit of Tannehill. I don't think it's hard to get Brown and Harry, like Derrick Henry like to play well. Um, I wonder if they try to get a mobile quarterback. Did y'all did we mention Fields to Pittsburgh yesterday? I think we did. As like that a would like make a, some sense. I think we did as like an outside chance. Can you can you really do that to your fan base? Take Bring another leftover Bears quarterback. And try to make him into something. Yeah, but they really they got Trubisky on a bargain. So they they were they were just yeah. taking a flyer. And he wasn't really like supposed to be the starter either. Like I know that he was probably penciled in to be the starter, but they also drafted a first round. Yeah, he was more to groom so, Kenny Pickett and kind yeah. of bridge the gap. He was bridge at best. Was that the same yeah. year? I believe so. Okay. I think this is Trubisky's second year there. It I is. Believe it so. is. It is. I'm almost because he was the backup right. in Buffalo yep. before that, right? Yep, he sure was. Yeah, yeah. I know way too much about the career of Fitz Trubisky and the career arc. Well, but when Fitz he Trubisky. left, it opened the door for your boy Case, didn't it? Yeah, Case was the backup after Trubisky, and then Case came to Houston and called uh, C.J. Stroud the greatest quarterback he's ever played with, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was like a stray for Josh Allen, and no one really caught it. Uh, well, the Carolina, answer on the Steelers is no. The answer on Carolina yeah. is. I'm, I'm going to say no. I'm, yeah, I'm going to say no here, but I, I'm not giving up on Bryce. No, I'm not. I, I'm just going to say, look, he, he had everything stacked up against him with just a completely no-win situation a year ago. I don't think yeah. he lacks talent, um, but it remains to be seen if they get the right talent around him and the organization can right that ship with that owner at the top that's a little bit off. And, and then the fact that, you know, the one thing that is going to continue to come up, and we saw it because we saw it live finally – as it translates to the NFL, he's very small. Yeah, I'm not going to rule him out, but I don't see them winning a Super Bowl either. And all the you know what they traded for is going to diminish their overall roster. Mm-hmm. Colts with Richardson, I think, are interesting. Like it's hard for me to imagine them winning a Super Bowl in the next four years. But I think that I would put them as one of the teams that have a shot. Yeah, th- look, the rest of their roster has been pretty good for quite a while now. The fact that you match up the perfect coach in Steichen for a, a, a quarterback like Richardson coming off of what he did for Jalen Hurts. And we saw that without, you know, without Steichen that Jalen Hurts was in that offense was different. Um, I think that they're going to be a competitive football team. I think that that's going to be the biggest competition for the, for the Texans in the next couple of years, because the like I said, the rest of their roster is decent with Jonathan Taylor and others. They've got to resign their, their, their receivers. But other than that, I, I think that they have a chance to be competitive. I just don't see them winning a Super Bowl. It's the AFC and Patrick Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert and all these guys. I just, I don't know. And CJ, I just don't think that the Colts have enough to win a Super Bowl. 
Yeah, I think it's gonna. It, they're more of a long shot, but I think that they're like plausible. They're they're capable. Uh, Washington, we gotta go through these here. Tennessee with Levis, I go no. No. Washington with Sam Howell, I go no. no. Now here are the ones that they they highlight. They say Chicago here with Fields, but they also highlight the picks that they have. So like this would be Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams probably. Yeah. I still think that they have a ways to go, although I do think that Bears roster is better than people give them credit for. Their defense really came on in the second half of the season, but winning a Super Bowl, the Bears? No, I'm saying no. That's easy. Trevor Lawrence, they list the Jags here with Trevor Lawrence. He he has to be coming up on his He didn't re-up yet? No, I think he's probably. I think this is the off season when you do them. No, him and him has a year left. Him and two are the same draft. No, him and Fields are in the same draft. So they they played three years in the league. Yeah, they're eligible extension right now. Yeah, so, so then, this is the, so the offseason they usually do it. So Lawrence would be next year? No, I think he would get an extension this year. Okay. Because this is his fourth, so the following year, 2025 yeah. will be his fifth okay. year option. All right. I don't see Jacksonville doing it. I really don't. I, I think that, you know, they look, they committed. They committed hard with a lot of money. I don't think that money has panned out all over the place. I'm not as big of a believer in him as you are, Jeremy. I, I just, I, I don't see Jacksonville winning, especially getting over the hump with the Texans in Indy, too. And... They didn't look great this year. I'll say no. I don't know if I'm a believer. I think he's a good. I don't know what believe means. I believe that he's good. Well, you and I have had the discussions, and you, when you saw him, there was times that this year that you were like, you were defending him hard by saying, "Look, this dude has got all." You know, get, I don't. Again, I'm not going to quote you, but you you were pretty positive about him, and I was like, "Yeah, I've seen him make some good throws," but I also just don't think he's he's going to ever live up to what people expected with him being the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, I think he's. I think I believe he's good. I don't know if I believe that he's Super Bowl good. Is there anybody better than the uh, Texans with a rookie contract? No, I I say no. No, not even close. I say no. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Did we overlook anybody? A team with a rookie contract at the quarterback position that can win a Super Bowl. Well, also, Jordan Love for one more year. Yeah. Also, also wills of bits. You never know what you're going to get with the will of bits. Uh, what do you get today? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five, ESPN ninety two five.